What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Hero's Journey and Unschooling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Eddie, and with me today are my two uh, very special guests. As always, we have Miss Nikki and Miss Nicole. Go ahead and say hi to our audience. What's up, guys? Hello. We are back. <laughs> so we've been gone for a week, uh, or not gone, but out of uh, normal school hours for a week, and a lot of stuff got done over the break. Um, I had a chance to go visit um, Acton in Venice, Venice, California. Uh, that was the last podcast, so for you guys that are listening right now, if you haven't listened, go back and listen to that one. It's a fun little tour that we did uh, with one of the guides there, Miss Danny, um, and found out how that similar yet different our schools are, um, which I'll have Nicole talk about a little bit later and give her thoughts on that. But first, let's go ahead and do a little recap. Uh, last week, uh, well, the week before when we left off, um, unfortunately, Miss Nikki was sick. Mm-hmm. Claps, she's back, she's yeah. healthy, hooray. <laughs> um, so Miss Nicole and Mr. Dan and I uh, kind of took the reins, went through a little bit for last week. Uh, so to recap, I'll go ahead and miss, let Miss Nicole speak on that, see how we went, how we closed off with our contract game, finally got that, and then how our <laughs> exhibition of learning went down, minus a lot of the students. We were missing Allie, we were missing Cameron, uh, we were missing several other other students outside. Yeah, we're not missing them now. Not missing them now. <laughs> They're all here running around. They have after school guitar today. Guitar class. Um, so yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about what happened? So the contract game. We finally finished that. Finally went through all of our lists. We print out our contracts and signed that. What yeah. was that experience like? Just closing that off and getting it done. Uh, I mean, it was a great experience um, to go through it with them. Honestly, I mean, I stepped back a lot in that and just kind of sat there. Um, you know what I mean? And, and, and acted more, I guess, as probably a moderator than anything. But we saw. Two of our students, Omar and Minden, kind of took the reins um, and walked them through uh, the promises that they were still debating on or that they had tried or something they hadn't looked at. And they ultimately brought uh, all the tribe uh, around to finalizing their rules of engagement uh, and their student contract and and making it really official. Uh, And I was really impressed just watching them go through that process and, and articulate what's important to them, um, to take and draw from the experiences they had had in the previous uh, weeks leading up to that, um, to, to really you know evaluate what was working and what wasn't, and then putting um, promises and um, agreements into place to try to uh, address some of their issues. So I, th- I think they were really successful and doing that and it was nice to to uh finally get it done right mm-hmm. and, and make it official um but it was interesting it was funny because it was definitely one of those weeks guy nikki was out all week and you know it's just like you know best laid plans and then something pops up and it just kind of changes everything and so we're getting through and that's great you know we've got plenty of us here to support the studio but i i laugh because like literally by the time we got to thursday's exhibition of learning I had thrown my hands up like I was just done. Uh, Thursday was one of the it was one of those days where what can and could go wrong absolutely did, and then things that I was like, "Are you serious? This is really, really this is what's going to be the thing." It was one of those days. So at four o'clock, 
I think I was just eating peanuts and I was like, welcome, come on in, like tour the space, I'm done. Uh, we're just going to get through it. Um, but it was good and they did. So we had some parents come and visit and get tours and the students showed them around and shared their lip dubs and the students that were here signed the contracts. Um, and so it was a nice little wrap up and end to the session. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I got a chance to speak with some parents, you know, of course. I guess as parents, you're always wondering, like, oh, what's my student up to? What are they doing? What works? So this opportunity for them to come by and check it all out, even though some of the students were just like, yeah, here's my folder. <laughs> um, this is our little dub. Okay, this is our points board. Well, what, what is the points board all about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're just kind of getting by. But um, I can definitely see the tribe, you know, at least the, the family members that were there for the tribe that could show up for exhibition of learning, kind of start op their eyes opening up a little bit more of, like, what it is we actually do in the school. Um, a lot of the, you know, parents were interested in seeing the islands and how, you know, the islands work. Um, some of them were confused as to why their kid may not be able, not as going as far on an island as they normally would be. So I had to kind of talk with them and remind them, like, it's their own choice. You know, we're going to have days where we will tell them, okay, you have to work on this one and this one for an hour or two. But right now, since it's the first session, we're just kind of flowing and, you know, feeling things out. If you want to work on this island for a little bit or this island for a little bit, um, you know, that's their choice. But if you know that you know they're good at something, and the one thing that I'm really excited to see everyone grow in is Reader Island. A lot of the students, you know, like with me and the guides here, um, we get read to or champions of Reader Island get read to. Mm -hmm. As, you know, we know, for those of you that are listening, that's what happens in Reader Island is books that they have to read step by step and i'm just really impressed in seeing some of the students just like skip a whole level or a whole section of books because their their reading level is just that much better than just starting out at the bottom and going step by step one one book oh, yeah at we a definitely time. have some advanced readers in the younger studios yeah i mean like mm -hmm. um i mean for mason you know he, mason's amazing reader i think he's on level four reader books right now and mm -hmm. he's what six six mm -hmm. years old um, almost done with Reader Island and just got started. Mm -hmm. um, Darius, and a shout out for him. Every time he reads to me, yeah. it's like I'm impressed. I mean, today he was halfway through a level three book, and last week or the week before he had read like a level one, and he was just like, let me try your level three, and just kind of blew through it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, guess you don't have to go through level two books then. Mm -hmm. right. But seeing how these you know students are starting to grow and showcase, it's exciting that they're able to share that with their parents and see, let them understand what it is they're doing um, on a daily basis. Um, so this week, we're back. We started. Um, exhibition of Learning went well. Day one, Tuesday, mm -hmm. we started with everyone signing their own personal contracts in, for their binders so they can have a copy. Mm -hmm. And we went over all the rules of engagement, went over the honor code just to make sure everyone was on the same page and understood where we're at starting out to avoid any confusion later well, on down the it line. Was a, it was a recommitment, if you will, or, or a final mm. commitment, if you mm -hmm. will. Um, again, the, it, we finished it at the end of last session, and they'd come up with other contracts, and we had a pseudo exhibition of learning, um, but then we had students that were absent. And so I think one of the things that we're doing as guides this year is really making sure that the foundations and frameworks are supported and laid down you know with them and that they have a, a true understanding of of what those look like what they mean how they function and so whereas that first session is so exploratory in so many ways and so introductory and, and just kind of getting in and there's a lot of um de-schooling if you're coming out of a different system or just exhaling right like i think that sometimes 
we as parents get so anxious and, and nervous that we forget sometimes you just need to let them decompress it out right let them sit let them let them let them just explore and, and not you know worry about focusing on this that, and the other so so they get to do all of that in that first session while also coming together as a tribe and being introduced to systems and all of that but we came back in now and we're in session two and those um, promises and rules have been established those frameworks have been introduced they have been reviewed so Tuesday was a significant day for all of the tribe members to come together besides our big contracts that we have on the wall with everybody's signature on them for them to see they have their own copy so that they can always reference and have it easily available to them but that was really a significant step going into this next session um, which allows us to get more focused and, and move in a different direction and that was Yes, my signature here is my commitment. I am committing to this journey, to myself, to my tribe mates, to my parents, to the guides, um, and that's what they did Tuesday morning, so that was nice. We also sent down the uh, academic expectations as well as those um, behavioral ones that we've been working on through the contract and rules of engagement. So at this point, all the students are aware of where they're at and where they're going and what their goals are and how to get there. And it's been a big relief to me um, now that it's not Tuesday, um, <laughs> that we have come in and uh, reaffirmed all of these uh, processes and, and frameworks and stuff, and I can kind of just exhale myself um, and let and, and see what they do. Um, we've given them all the information and tools that they need, and now at this point it's up to them. So it's kind of relaxing now to just kind of <laughs> let the systems work, and um, if necessary, folks can be held accountable uh, for behavior or for academics, but they know what they know what to expect. Um, so it's been fun now. I mean, not that it wasn't fun before, um, but it's going to be fun now to get into that routine and um, to see the you know some kids remind us what time it is. It's this time. It's studio maintenance time, and they're getting into that routine. And um, boy, if we miss something, they let us know. <laughs> But so they have the schedules on the walls, they have their freedom levels posted, they have their own personal contracts, they all have their own personal badge map that shows their pretty much their transcript with Acton. Um, and they have all the tools that they need, so now we just get to see um, what they do with them. Yeah. yeah. So what were some of the things um, that you guys did over the break, setting up? You said you put the um, schedule on the wall in each of the studios, so I said, what are some of the things you guys did? That we basically missed. You mean over, over, <laughs> over everybody break. else's break? Yeah, while, <laughs> while everyone else was uh, out in uh, you know California and flying everywhere, um, you guys were here setting up and, and kind of planning as far as getting ready for this session's quest, mm -hmm. um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Just you know who we brought in today and how the experience was. But what were some of the things you guys did over the break? Well, we reset every break and trying to put things back where they where they belong and get a little bit more organized every time we do it and the labor maker is becoming my best friend <laughs> um, and it, it helps I maybe it's just I I don't know my perception but it seems like the more that we do that and the more we put things where they where they belong the easier it is to keep the space clean um, and for students to clean up afterwards so I hope studio maintenance is something that isn't a problem like we've seen in the past they have a five-point checklist that should just simplify it. And number one is pick up after yourself. So if they're all aware of that, you know, footprint that they're leaving behind in the space, um, it should help keep us all um, on better track. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she said it like, you know, we, we reset. We come in a lot after right. the end of each session and we reset the space. Um, you know, this is, we're going into our second year. So we've come in a little, um, you know, stronger and more organized in, in a lot of ways than we were, say, the first year, right? You always, the second time you do something, you get a little bit better of a grasp on it than you do the first time. But at the same time, we've experienced a significant amount of growth going into our second year. So we're always kind of coming in and figuring out how to re-evaluate um, or redesign or, or reset up the space if we need to to address our needs currently. Um, again, luckily, I think we had tackled it pretty efficiently at the end of last year. So even mm -hmm. with our growth, it wasn't hard to make some tweaks and adjustments. I mean, ironically, one of the biggest, you know, needs that we found was we needed more microwaves to get through lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, you know, so that was easily, um, solved as we had said, um, from one of our wonderful tribe mates and, um, and then the other thing that we'll do is we'll kind of come in and, um, Nikki's really great about tracking and, you know, making sure we're keeping accurate records of, of where all the students are and getting all the points finalized so that they can get their Phoenix books. And then, as you said, this session, um, we actually sat down and laid out our quest. So the fun thing about quest is um, Acton, Maine actually has a, a library of amazing quests, and we use a lot of them. They kind of come to us um, ready to go. We may make some slight adjustments or modifications for our own purposes. But so far, um, this year, um, we were able to actually sit down and focus what we started last year, which was the session two quest, which will always be our session two quest. And we kind of laid that out and put our own little stamp on it. So we spent a little bit of time just making sure we had mapped out the kid hero quest and put all the resources and materials together, um, and had that prepared and ready for the kids. So for those that don't know, what is, can you explain what the, what this year, this session's quest is going to be, what the kid hero quest is? Yeah. Without giving it away. <laughs> what? How do you explain it without giving it away? Well, uh, the, if the students are listening and you don't want to give them too many clues of what exactly to do for our parents. Oh, what's yeah, you? No, no. What, I was say, they should happening. know what it is if they read yeah. their document. <laughs> they read Which is a document? good question. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. Um, no, so the, kid, the idea behind the Kid Hero Quest is to really just uh, have our, our, our young heroes to stop and look around them. Um, look at the world around them, be it on a big scale, a global scale, or a very you know close and personal, localized, maybe even your next door neighbor kind of a scale, but identify potentially a, a problem or a need that might exist in the world, and then come up with an idea of how they would address it, and then they take action um, and do something about it. That can look like many different things. It really is up to the students at this point to determine what that looks like. Our uh, discovery and prep students will be working collectively and together as one team to address a single issue, whereas our upper studios have the ability to determine if they want to work in group, work in pairs, or they have an individual mission um, that they want to tackle. And it will end at the end of this session, which is actually a seven-week session because of the, the um, holiday breaks. Um, it will end with their exhibition of learning and a presentation board where they then come back and not only tell us about their mission or cause or whatever it was they did, they'll um, maybe hopefully share pictures or videos or, or bring back trinkets or whatever and, and showcase that at our exhibition of learning. And today we had our first uh, hero uh, talk, our hero special guest, which was Chip, Allie's dad, yes. um, talked about his um, organization, what he does, a Joe volunteer. Um, so what was that experience like? What kind of feedback did you get back from your other students and as well as from Chip on how today went? 
my favorite part of Chip's talk was how he touched the hearts of some of our heroes, and Aaron in particular yeah. was especially mm. moved by um, meeting Chip and hearing his story and thought that the idea of a hug station as a service product was the best thing he had ever heard. And, you know, he's right. He is. And so I really appreciated um, uh, Chip as a guest through the eyes of Aaron. Um, and I know he wasn't the only tribe mate who was touched in that way. So it was really awesome to have um, one of our, our parents doing exactly what we're um, trying to teach the kids about and coming in and, and talking to him about this organization that's just phenomenal. I mean, what an awesome way to set people up who want to volunteer with people who need help. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. And it, it's, you know, so simple and basic. And it really is um, having a big impact. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Aaron, it literally, it was, it was nice because he literally raised his hand, I think, at one point and was like, how can I help? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Just how can I help? And then he hugged him at the end. Yeah. Um, and Aaron wasn't the only kid that was um, excited and affected by Chip being here. I mean, we talked with them in closing today um, and even right afterwards, and they seemed really excited and inspired, and it seemed to help give them some ideas and maybe focus um, them a little bit more on their quest and, and how they could, could move forward in it. So um, we're really grateful to have Chip. We're grateful to have all, anybody come out and speak to our students, and we're excited this year that we're going to be launching and having more frequently um, guest heroes come in to speak, and, and they will be typically on topic or theme associated with our quest. So right now with people who you know do volunteers or organizations or about helping people, so we have a lot of different guests scheduled to come in for that, and it'll you know be different for every session, which is really exciting. Um, but it is extra, extra special when those heroes are actually from within our very own mm-hmm. tribe. And we have truly some of the most amazing parents who do really amazing things out in this world. So they, they set a standard and a bar really high, and they set a great example. My favorite part today was seeing Lyric's face light up when he heard that he could volunteer to set up cat parties. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, wait a minute. This He's is like, a thing? What? <laughs> so apparently... Um, Chip was talking about how the Humane Society actually sets up these gatherings where cats all get together and have a big hangout party and a bunch of volunteers just watch the cats to make sure nothing goes bad and hang out and pet them. I thought that was that was really funny because Lyric was like, I want to do that. Oh, my God, you could have a cat party. Um, He was like, all right, sign me up. (laughs) Like he would have done it tomorrow. Well, um, we'll probably talk about it tomorrow. Probably, I'm sure yeah. They, to the table. they have, <laughs> they have de- uh, yeah. determined that animals is definitely an area that they want to help. So yep. having a cat party is probably going to be on our schedule. <laughs> You'll be debating that for sure, <laughs> about that being an option. Uh, so that was today. Um, next week we have uh, – do we have another guest speaker coming in? Do you know who that guest speaker is already? Off the top of my head, I don't. No? Primarily okay. because Joanne is coordinating that. And That's right, Miss Joanne's not here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joanne, who's coming in next week? Call in right now. Call in. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have that um, update for you guys next week. Um, what I did want to close or talk about is – or have a kind of feedback. So I did um, go to Venice and got to see the school. Um, and, Nicole, earlier you mentioned you know the kind of similarities – um, and I guess this part of the podcast is going to speak out to any of the owners out there that are listening um, or any parents that are thinking about opening up an act in if that's something for you. Um, but as a parent, as an owner, um, what did it feel like to hear someone else's you know, journey that sounded very similar to what we may or 
may not be going through. However, right. Um, well, I mean, it, first of all, I loved listening to the um, <clears throat> the podcast with the with the Venice Actons. So thank you for going out there and, and taking the time to go and talk to them. And it was really exciting to hear Danny's story. And absolutely, as a mother myself, I can relate to what inspired her to to go forward on this you know journey and to dedicate herself to this for her children and not only her children but all the other children that join the tribe <clears throat> so that's great and it just kind of reiterates you know it just reiterates like mm -hmm. how you felt and how you feel and and it, and it makes sense you're just like yeah no I totally get that like yeah yeah I totally hear you yeah yeah you know me too me too um so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised and, and it's not surprising to hear the passion that comes from other acting owners and other acting parents um, I think any of us I mean Nikki you're a mom as well as a guide inside of esteem so I, I think we get where that passion for this comes from because I mean come on it's it's pretty amazing this experience and opportunity and I think all of us would have killed to have gone to this when we yeah. were kids <laughs> um, so there's probably a little bit of jealousy there too like why couldn't we have it um, but I also like just hearing uh, the interworkings of, of, of another um, acting academy and hearing, you know, there's similar challenges, uh, there's similar successes, and there's similar failures, as well as there's similar, you know, kind of systems, you know. And, and I did, I laughed. My favorite part was when they were discussing studio maintenance and <laughs> how many times, <laughs> how many systems they've gone through to try to figure out how to find a system that works, which is so funny that of all the systems that we have to constantly evaluate what's working and what's not, it's like, how do we get this studio maintained yeah. <laughs> properly? It seems to be a challenge across the board. So I was very amused by that. I'm glad I get to go to this school now. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. So, um, Nikki, I had a quick question. Uh, Sedona had an achievement this, the end of last week. And as a parent, how does it feel, you know, going from day one and going through an entire year and seeing her grow? Because I know she started out with upper elementary mm -hmm. um, and a lot of things were a little bit challenging. And so the decision was made to kind of move her to prep, allow her to hone on those skills. How have you seen Sedona change or grow as a parent? You know, what are some of your thoughts on the whole experience that she's been going through? Um, most, the, what I love to see the most, and it's not just with her, I see it with those students too, Lyric too, oh, yeah. it's beautiful, is that they've changed their mindset, that the Sedona was behind in math and read, or not math, writing and reading, because she just didn't want to. She didn't have the will factor there. And the more I pushed her, the more she pushed back. And so coming into prep was giving her the opportunity to really solidify those skills at her pace and when she was ready. And now that she's done the work, she's um, finished Reader Island yesterday, and it's it's hers. It's not mine anymore. I don't have to stress about it. I, would, I was stressing about it. And she spent all summer on that Reader Island. She could have finished it if she had wanted to, but she did it in her time. And now that she's done it, it's hers. It's her accomplishment. And like Lyric, he was the same way, aversion to, aversion to reading. And now that he's had that opportunity to experience it in his own time, it's beautiful to see how excited he is. And he's just cranking through the books now. I know. It's and you can't, you can't tell a kid to like something or you can't push them because you liked it. They have to find it themselves. And here we're able to see that because we do back off and we give them the time and we give them what they need to fly with them really flapping their wings for them um, yeah. 
So that's wonderful. Now, where Sedona is, I don't know if she's going to listen to this, but <laughs> she's kind of on the fence. She kind of is sad to be leaving prep. Because um, in prep, you know, she is the go-to person for a lot of things because she's finished some islands. Um, she's the oldest. So it's going to be curious. But she really does want to be in that studio. <laughs> yeah. and the great thing is, is, but she doesn't have to leave it. Like even, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, like in accomplishing all of the islands, including her folders, great, there's a next step, mm -hmm. you know. And so it's like, all right, you want to hang down here and prep and, and do yeah. these next steps and hang. Because, again, it goes back to that giving her the ownership. She'll take mm -hmm. that step when she's ready. Mm -hmm. And when she's ready, she'll own it in a completely different mm -hmm. way. And that's what we want to see. And that's what we do see in all of our students. I mean, it's amazing. Um, especially our returning students, but even our new students have just come out of the gate impressive. I'm, I'm really surprised um, because I wasn't anticipating our discovery students would be so on board with prep. I just imagined yeah. that they would want to do that, just that, discover. And I was wrong, and wonderfully wrong, that they just jumped on board and they are so excited about doing core and they know which island is which and what they need for the tools to do each one. and. They're working together and they're keeping each other account held accountable and we still have a couple little ones um, who like to explore and um, do other things besides working on pages and that's good too because they yeah. are still learning and when it's their time it'll come to them and it will be theirs not something that we've pushed on them. through it yeah mm -hmm. when they're ready absolutely awesome all right well that's gonna do it for today guys thank you so much for listening uh, next week, I'm going to do my best and see if we can get one of our students who, unfortunately, will be leaving, um, Lucas. Aww, I'm going to see if we can get him on the podcast. Lucas. He's moving. He's That's moving, why. yes. Yeah, he's uh -huh. moving to Houston. So you guys are so lucky in Katie or Houston, wherever he's coming, because I think he's trying to go over to the Acton over there. So yeah. that'll be fabulous. They're lucky to have him. He's really an amazing student. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, actually, I would like to go ahead and let the parents and stuff know as well is one of the things I want to do this session is also invite the parents in. We would love to invite the parents in to come in and tell their own stories about possibly their young hero's journey um, and things that they've seen and, you know, accomplishments and successes and even failures, like mm -hmm. come and share those stories. So if you're interested, let us know because we'd love to have you on. Absolutely. All right, so that does it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, we have... Miss Nikki. And... Miss Nicole. I'm Mr. Eddie. You guys have been listening to the Heroes Podcast, uh, Heroes Journey. That's such a long day. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Heroes Journey. And as always, don't forget, keep learning. <laughs>